The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Cedric Motte, thank you so much for speaking to Bloomberg. So we have $1 billion in buybacks, positive outlook for 2024. You're confirming your profitability target for 2025. Are you pleased with today? No, I'm very pleased that uh, we finished the year with a very strong momentum. Uh, uh, we achieved uh, a strong uh, underlying uh, profitability for the second quarter, so uh, for the fourth quarter. And uh, also we saw clients uh, confirming their trust in, in our organizations, uh, 22 billions of uh, net new assets, uh, strong deposit inflows across wealth management and the PNC. We made good progress in winding down part of the non-core uh, um, uh, exposures and, uh, and also that uh, has allowed us to then also reiterate uh, the story that we are a capital, uh, we want to have a dividend that is uh, uh, increasing progressively. So we have an increase of 27% of our dividend and also in the second half of 2024, we will do a share buyback. How would you describe 2024? I know your chairman has said in the past that it, it's a difficult year. It's a pivotal year because uh, if you think about uh, the journey, the first six months are very intense. I think we're going to go through the merger of the two uh, operating uh, entity, UBS and Credit Suisse AG, will merge in the first half of the year. Uh, the subsidiaries in the US and Switzerland will uh, merge also in, uh, during 2024. So this is uh, the prerequisite to be able to realize our synergies. Uh, we already achieved four billions of uh, cost savings, exit rate 2023. We now plan to have uh, another gross uh, savings of uh, 9 billion between 24 and 2026. Parsh partially, this will be reinvested in the business to make our platform more resilient and uh, up to speed with the re requirements, but also to invest in our future. So, Sergio, how important was this investor update just to give a, a blueprint of the kind of growth that you want to, you know, to attain and, and how? I think it's very important for investors to understand uh, uh, how, how we are connecting the dots between what we said in, in summer uh, last year and in respect of our long-term plans in 2026 plans and, and going beyond that. So today we are providing few dots between 2024 and 2026, how we achieve cost savings, how we manage our balance sheet, how we want to manage growth that has to come in a sustainable way and also uh, we give also some indications about what to look forward after the completion of the, uh, of, uh, of the restructuring, uh, which is uh, uh, then uh, going to enable us uh, to harvest uh, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, the work. And uh, we did with a uh, quite uh, attractive returns. So, so how will you achieve this quality, sustainable growth? I think that one thing that we need to do is to... Uh, be willing in the next couple of years to sacrifice a little bit of uh, top-line growth 
in order to improve uh, the returns on our uh, of our uh, financial resources, particularly on the balance sheet. So uh, I think that the, you know what we both was a, a very uh, strong business in terms of client base, very good people, very good capabilities, but the balance sheet was not properly priced. We need to price risk uh, in a better way and that will help us to uh, contribute to, to our financial targets for 2026 and beyond. So, so, what, so exactly what does that growth look like? Is it you know, a focus on the US or elsewhere? Uh, everywhere. I think that uh, when you look at our wealth management business, we are planning to add uh, around 100 million a year in terms of assets, this is basically the net numbers. We're going to want to grow more on a gross basis, but we are willing also to let some assets go that are not yielding uh, uh, what we believe is the appropriate level uh, to cover for risk and capital cost. And then beyond that, uh, we believe we're going to grow at around 200 billion. So if you think about what it is, we are recreating a, a, you know, the business we just acquired. You know, we acquired 700 billions of assets. In the next f- three to four years, we're going to build up organically the size of, of Credit Suisse again. So it's very important for us to do that, but in a sustainable way. But for the U.S., for example, could, could we see an acquisition? No, I think that the U.S., what we need to do is now to institutionalize our, our platform by giving more capabilities on, 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 on uh, deposits, on credit. Uh, we need to uh, brought up more uh, of our uh, global expertise in terms of uh, CIO offering uh, uh, products, the asset management friend, uh, capabilities that are coming in. And, and what we need to do is also to allow and make it easier for our non-U.S. clients to book business in the U.S. Because a lot of our global clients, they want to be also booked in the U.S. And this is a real opportunity. So we believe that uh, by doing that, we're going to be able to narrow the gap to our competitors and setting the base for the next phase of growth. Um, Sergio, when you look at the, you know, dividends and buybacks, how important was it that this was ambitious or sufficiently ambitious for, for shareholders? I think is is the beginning of a journey. The journey. Uh, so the fact that we want to, we are increasing our dividend by 27 percent uh, is is a is a good is a good message of confidence. Uh, uh, share buyback are coming. Uh, we want to be prudent in the way we look at share buyback. We want to complete the first phase of uh, the integration uh, uh, of the legal entities uh, in, in 2024. But. Uh, is to give a little bit of a flavor for where we want to go. By the end of 2026, we want to exceed the levels of, uh, of capital uh, uh, returns we had uh, uh, before the acquisition. So I think that uh, it's just a testament of our confidence and our ability to generate capital over as we also manage the integration. Um, for the Investment Bank of Credit Suisse, I think you were winding it down by two-thirds, or this was kind of the plan. Where, where are we on that journey? I think that's uh, everything that needed to be done in terms of segregation of uh, uh, the non-core activities uh, has been done. And uh, now we have uh, uh, the third that we think is going to add value to the combined franchise is operating. They are ramping up uh, their productivity. They are now part of, uh, of, the, of the business. And uh, I see a very good uh, promising starts. Uh, so uh, we see uh, we are winning uh, mandates uh, globally. Uh, so I'm very pleased with the momentum we, we see in banking. When you look at the cost cuts, can you update us on any job losses? There is no major uh, changes in terms of uh, what we were planning during the summer in terms of uh, 
uh, full-time equivalence uh, um, um, reductions. Uh, and uh, so what we have been updating this morning is, uh, is more exactly the size of uh, the gross savings. We, we were talking about more than 10 billions. Now we are pretty precise on saying what it is more than 10 is 13. So, and, but as I said, it's very important to understand that we are cutting in order to create capacity to reinvest uh, also in uh, infrastructure and growth. But, but it's impossible to exclude f further job cuts, of course. No, it's, but it's a continuation, of course. I mean, uh, more than 50% of our cost is uh, at count and there are duplications, but we try to do it over time uh, also uh, managing uh, uh, natural attrition uh, uh, and also uh, retirements, early retirements. Uh, we do internalize much more than uh, we had before in the combined entities, so that's also allowing us to retain many talented uh, people across both organizations. Bonuses. If I don't ask about bonuses, I'm going to have angry bankers <laughs> email in. What can you tell us about bonuses? Well, they already know the answer, so they don't need you to ask me the questions because we have communicated their bonuses. So. But, a good year? I think it was, uh, well, was uh, uh, is a year that considered both uh, the financial performance but also, also the efforts that were put into, into uh, this. I'm very pleased with uh, the efforts that uh, our people brought into, into making the integration successful. They are integrating well in the, in the, cult in, in the culture. They see the upside momentum. So I think compensation is reflecting all of it, but it's measured and, uh, and uh, 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 totally uh, aligned with the UBS standards on how we pay people. Um, Sergio, you also have an activist shareholder who's increased, of course, their stake in UBS, Sivian. Have you had conversations? I mean, they're actually quite bullish on the UBS case, saying that you can double the share price in the next two to three years. Oh, we are also very bullish about our future. So I think that's... Uh, I don't see anything uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, their, uh, um, in, in their investment uh, case that uh, deviates from our ambitions. So I think that uh, with the announcement of today, I think that we are also connecting a few dots with what they are uh, looking and, and what we are looking and so it's busy, very well aligned. Uh, have you spoken to them? Uh, we are always in contact with all major shareholders. But in terms of valuations, I think that this would mean that an EU bank would match valuations of U.S. banks. Is that possible? Valuation is not to us uh, to determine. Shareholders and the market will determine valuations. We will deliver uh, results, and the market will put their own view and multiples on that. Um, Sergio, what kind of market are you expecting this year? Again, there's quite a lot of volatility as you, you know, markets re reprice what the Fed does, what a lot of central bank does. What do you think they're getting wrong? Well, I think I, I, th I think if you ask me what they're getting wrong is to, to pretend to know when you don't know. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is that the uncertainties that we see from many uh, areas, not only the macro, uh, more uh, traditional uh, economic indicator, which they seems to be much more volatile and unpredictable than we had in the past, but also the geopolitical uh, uh, situation and also the emotions and the psychological uh, effects on consumers and, uh, and investors is a factor that is very, very complex to, to manage. I still remain convinced that uh, uh, the market has been uh, too complacent uh, early on this year about the Fed uh, and, and central banks cutting so rapidly. Uh, the, the last mile of inflation fly, uh, fights seems to be more challenging. 
And uh, I do think it's prudent for central banks to stay focused on fighting inflation because it creates uh, unwanted uh, uh, consequences if we keep inflation way too high compared to the original targets. And so how does that change client behavior? For the moment, we see a little bit of uh, clearly seasonality and uh, there is a concrete hope that rates will come down, and, uh, but uh, the uncertainty is still there. And, uh, but uh, we look positively uh, for the first uh, quarter of the year, but uh, uh, you know, we do have to expect uh, uh, still continued volatility in, in, in the markets. Sergio Motti, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.